Hey, this is Jason Hightower, also known as Jackie Wells. You're listening to the XB Podcast, one of the greatest podcasts on the planet, eh? With my homeboys, Callum and Ray, the Brit and the Cyborg. Orale. Hello all and welcome to the EXB podcast. I'm your host Callum. Um, I just want to quickly take a moment before we get to interviewing Avery uh, to say thank you to everyone for the support for last week's show. Honestly, we've been on Game Informer, Screen Rant, Game Rant, so many different like Spanish, Italian websites. It's been absolutely nuts. And we've got 700 plus views on the last video. Um, honestly, I can't really describe how thankful I am. Um, but I think we should just get straight into it. I'd like to talk quickly about the Patreon awards, though. Um, we've got currently a special offer until the 2nd of February. So if you go on there and try and support the EXB podcast at uh, patreon.com slash EXB, you can get a personal dedication each podcast episode, one-to-one video chat with myself, ad-free episodes, early editorials. It's, um, it's only running for 2nd of February, so go check it out. But... Um, uh, but nevertheless, uh, here's Ray, Yo, my, my good on, old everybody? co-host. What's going on, everybody? How you doing? Good evening. Good morning. Good morning or good evening, wherever you're from. And obviously, our guest today, Avery. Welcome. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. No worries. Um, obviously, I think we should just go straight into it because I know you got Cloudburst. Um, so obviously, do you want to let anyone know who doesn't know what you do? Sure. So uh, thanks for thanks for having me on the EXB podcast, uh, the purple podcast. So I got my room purple for you today. Uh, glad to be here. Uh, my name is Avery. I am the host of the Stadia Source Roundtable podcast and the leader, uh, the, the digital manager of the Stream Team Dream Team at Stadia Source. Uh, Stadia Source is the uh, world's largest website for Stadia news and reviews for Google Stadia platform. And uh, our, our YouTube channel has live streams all week long from many diverse um, content creators doing game streams and discussion shows and podcasts and all kinds of amazing things. And I'm the guy that wrangles that team. Uh, so uh, I've been a, a Stadia enthusiast since day one, and I'm happy to uh, be a part of uh, Stadia Source and happy to be here on your show today. Oh, well, obviously, uh, I'm part of Stadia Source as well, but for this show, we will pretend that I'm not. Right? I don't know. Totally anything not about on our Stadia. reviews team. Just no, not totally not. I don't know what state. Oh, I don't even know what a Stadia is. I think the it's run Stadia. by Microsoft. Yeah, the Stadia. <laughs> but um, yeah, okay. So I wanted to get a bit into like some questions that are quite more more deep than a standard person would maybe go for. Um, so well, my blood type uh, is O positive, and my social security <laughs> number. No, sorry, can't do that. No. no, we need your credit card number, Avery. That's what we need. Got it. Got it. But um, yeah, I wanted to ask you first and foremost. Um, I wanted you to discuss the Stadia stereotype. So obviously there is a big, big idea that Stadia and cloud gaming in general is is uh, not the future or um, is pretty bog standard in terms of gaming content. So I thought I'd ask you about what's your opinion on some of the stereotypes of that? Certainly. Uh, the the challenge that Stadia and Luna and xCloud and, and GeForce Now and all of these cloud services have to deal with is that they're the first. They're the first in a new generation of software uh, and services being presented to an audience that is more or less 
a little jaded. Let's let's be perfectly clear. We've had amazing gaming experiences for over 30 years now. Uh, if you if you head out to Netflix and search for the documentary High Score, it's a fantastic documentary that talks about all about the history of gaming, how, you know, Atari and Intellivision and ColecoVision and our uh, arcade games and all of these platforms got started. So we've been we've been doing digital gaming for four decades now, maybe even longer than that. Uh, and so when cloud gaming came along, it landed at a point where there's a bit of a saturated market. You've got PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and PC gaming, and for the most part, there was. Nobody was expecting that we needed another entrant into the space. The last entrant into this space was the uh, was the Xbox almost two decades ago. Uh, I was I was in college when the first Xbox came out, and I'm years old. So <laughs> that was the first time we'd seen somebody new on the world stage. You Xbox itself with the xCloud service is kind of a layer on top. So it wasn't really new, but it was a new way to deliver things. GeForce now is just sending you your Steam library and your, your GOG library and things of that nature. So that's, you know, people have been doing Plex servers and local, you know, stuff for forever. So that wasn't really a new entrant in the market. But then came Stadia. And Stadia said, we're not sending you games you already own. Yes, you have to buy the games you want to play. Uh, we're not just streaming something that you bought on Steam six years ago. We're giving you a brand new platform with brand new features and things that only Stadia can do. And then, of course, comes Luna saying basically the same thing. We have a brand new platform. It's a brand new place to play games. Though technically, it's just Windows installed games on a Windows server. But I digress. And so here comes this brand new creature into a crowded console market saying, no, 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 move aside, move aside, let me in, I'm coming into this circle. And naturally, there's resistance. There's always going to be resistance when you have somebody brand new on the stage saying, I deserve a seat at the table. And that's what Stadia has done. So the early, early, early days of Stadia were, <laughs> what is this Stadia thing? You got to buy all your games again and the lag is terrible and the latency is awful and Google's going to kill it in six months. Just look at name seven other services here and we'll, we can get into the Google graveyard because that's a myth. But that's what happened when Stadia first came out. And the Stadia team said, all right, head down, nose the grindstone, move forward, get it done. And so over the first year of Stadia, the entire purpose of the Stadia team was to prove that they deserved a seat at the table. And the moment that chair got pulled out for them and they took their seat was in December when Cyberpunk 2077 launched and it failed miserably on millions of consoles and PCs across the world but soared on Google Stadia. At that moment, the world stopped and took notice. We had websites like The Verge and GameSpot and Game Informer and all of in IGN saying, you know what? This is actually probably the best place to play Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk being the biggest game of the past five years. Yeah, Stadia is kind of your only place to do this right now. Yeah, and the cyberpunk team coming out and saying, look, we're sorry, things went terribly awry and they were horrible and it was awful, but they never had to say that about Stadia. So that was the that was the first year of Stadia's life was proving that it deserved a seat at the table. And I think it's finally got there. 
obviously there's a there's a problem with all these articles coming out even about cyberpunk 2077 when they did was that even though they were sort of apologizing about stadia it was sort of backhanded because it was like well yeah they did this right but they've done other stuff surprisingly stadia works yeah but i mean so uh i'll give ray an opportunity to ask a question (laughs) go ahead Y'all know I can just go, right? Yeah, (laughs) not not a problem. I just want to know, first of all, I love you, Avery. Thank you so much uh, for what you do at the Stadia Source. Loves to, you know, you guys can play with him. He's got the, you know, play around with uh, the Stadia Source and the the streamers, the the content. That's a big reason why my name got out there is because of Stadia Source. And, you know, they put a platform out there for the content creators. They do promote the content. creators and backed us up and everything like that but i just want to say avery how do you balance you know i know you're married gaming you're managing your job how do you do all that how do you manage all that poorly uh so uh you know i the the pandemic changed a lot of stuff for a lot of folks uh before the pandemic hit um and i don't want the, to be one of those oh before then the days before when the world was green and new um but uh you know everybody needs an outlet everybody needs a social space and before the pandemic my social space was a choir here in town i was i'm actually i sing as a hobby and uh so i'm a part of the gay choir here in town um I'm on the LGBTQ. I'm just in the B side of that. <laughs> B side of that. Uh, so anyways, uh, and and so I, I'm a part of that choir uh, here in town. And so, of course, you know, weekly rehearsals and concerts and it's a social organization. And I, I mean, some of the guys in that choir were, were groomsmen in my wedding, like my, my good, good, good friends. You can't do choir right now. You can't get in a room with 40 people and expel droplets at each other. That's not an option. Um, And a lot of folks have tried to take it online and do Zoom rehearsals and things. And that just, I don't get the social out of that. So throughout the summer, uh, you know, I'm, I'm playing stadia. I'm enjoying watching some of the content creators. And, uh, and then here comes this post from Adam Eccleston, the reviews manager at uh, stadia source, Callum's boss, um, and saying, Hey, I I'm looking for some reviewers for stadia source. So I said, I could do that. That could be kind of fun. So I post, a, uh, I, 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 I did a review of stacks on stacks on stacks, that classic <laughs> game on, uh, on, on stadia. Oh Yeah uh the the most popular game on stadia i think uh and uh sent it to him he liked it he brought me on the team so here i am on the stadia source team and i'm a reviewer they bring me into the slack and we're 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 chatting and and then uh i they have a weekly podcast that that i watch a podcast roundtable video um etc so i'm watching that and then they said hey we we got an opening if anybody wants to just kind of hop in tonight and said i can do that sure so i jumped in uh and then the next week i jumped in again and then the next week I jumped in again. And then Dan Wheeler, the editor-in-chief, uh, who is the brains behind all of Stadia Source, uh, even though he's a the unsung hero because he likes to be in the background. Uh, Dan says, why don't you just host the show? Uh, <laughs> I was like, I guess I could do that. Okay. Uh, and, and then... So I start hosting the show and then I, uh, I say, you know, uh, I, I've done a couple of like first look videos on the channel, but I think it would be cool if we got a couple of extra uh, folks to produce content for the channel. And uh, then came along Felix Diaz, our first uh, stream team dream teamer. 
And I thought, you know, uh, Felix is working out great. I think I could actually use a couple more folks. So then we brought on Andrew and we brought on Anthony and we brought on Scarlett and we brought on, uh, and Dom, who was one of our reviewers, switched over to the, uh, switched over to the stream team. And then we brought on, um, uh, my brain just blanked out on my own team. Ejimix, he just joined. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> um, and, and so that has grown and grown and grown. And it's really become my second family. If the choir was my second family when choir could happen, then Stadia Source has become my second family now. So I don't look at my job at Stadia Source like a job. It's certainly my hobby, but mm-hmm. it's a fun hobby with a group of friends. It's it's almost like being the DM in a D&D group because it, they're your friends. You just have a little bit of extra work to do <laughs> in that friend group. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of how it is. My day job is a nine. I, I am... I am blessed. I am fortunate that I have a nine to five sit down job. Like where you are seeing me from right now, Mm -hmm. when it is work time, the lights just go back to normal colors, but this is where I do my day job. And this is also my studio, my office. Um, And, and so this is where uh, I spend 10 hours a day every day. Anyways, Uh, this is where my 4k monitor is. So if I want to play in 4k, I'm doing it right here. Um, And and so it's not, you know, we handle all the business of stadia source via Slack. So just every so often, if I'm on my lunch break or whatever else, I pop in there, take a look. Yep. Hey, that sounds cool. Hey, you're going live at 10. Great. Send, you know, and then it is so easy to manage these folks. The other reason it's super easy to put all this together and manage all this together is that quite frankly, I've got one of the most competent teams I have ever worked with at Stadia Source. Um, I have been a, a manager of humans uh, for, for most of my adult life. I've been in a management position, usually in a customer service role, um, either a retail management or um, you know call center management, customer service management. I'm a manager now. I have, I have staff now that I manage on a daily basis. And I've worked with amazing folks. I work with amazing folks right now at my day job. Uh, and I've worked with challenging folks. Uh, and I'm thankfully I don't have to do that there, but yeah. the, 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 the crew at Stadia source, we call ourselves professional unprofessionals because we're, uh, or because we're not, nobody is a professional video creator by trade. Nobody on the team is a professional reviewer by trade. I would almost say that about the news article of the news team, but one of our news guys is like bylines in the guardian. So we have at least one professional on that team, Luke. <laughs> But Adam and his team, or uh, 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 Lee and his team, you know, we're all professional and professionals. Dan does computer stuff for his day job, so he's technically, you know, the professional in that regard. But we're we're still people who treat we treat ourselves, we treat ourselves as a real newsroom, as a real video production outfit as a real review outfit and i think it shows when you look at the quality of the content that is create that is produced by stadia source and i get it it's my site or it's my it's dan's site that i'm a leader for i'm trying not to blow smoke but if when you look at when you objectively take a step back and you read our articles and you watch our video streams i just had last uh on thursday night we uh we we have guests on our podcast um and i had michael perigo who's a staff writer at chrome unboxed it's a website i love i read it <clears throat> i'm a google news nerd and after the show uh, he says you guys are really buttoned up around here that was great that's a really really smooth setup and i'm like 
Yeah. <laughs> I have a two-page show notes doc that I follow that gives me literally everything I yep. need to say. And we have the intros and the outros and the transitions. And like, I want it to be professional. I want it to look professional. And this is just the start. We've got brand new stuff coming this year that's going to up that game a thousandfold. Wow. Um, wow. Thanks to our brand new brand manager, uh, Scarlett, uh, a.k.a. Carly Kelstrom, who is uh, a phenomenal graphic designer and is really upping our game in that regard as well. So um, I don't think of it as, a, as an extra job. I think of it as my hobby that I'm happy to do. Awesome. Yeah. Answer to your one minute question. Yep. <laughs> stay, stay you. Um, as part of being the group and stuff, I, I, it's just a, to be fair, um, with the pandemic and stuff and moving away from my normal home, uh, I've noticed that I haven't got as many friends anymore. And it, I, I feel happy to I can pop into this little group chat and talk about something completely outside of Stadia. Um, and still feel like I'm saying something in part of the conversation. Um, but we're going to go for a little bit more of a hard-hitting question now again. Uh, obviously, Amazon entered the cloud-based gaming uh, recently. They've entered the scene um, to a bit of a, a, a sour note to most people, um, but they're, they're doing an all right job. Um, if you were behind Amazon right now, behind their Lunar team mainly, what would you do to fix all the issues that they've had? So Loon is an interesting beast. There is no, there are only three companies in the United States that could do what Stadia is doing. And that's Google, Microsoft, and Amazon. And Microsoft happens to be doing it themselves via the xCloud service. You're talking, uh, or, I'm sorry, let me add a fourth one to that. And that, that, that's Apple. The four largest companies, the four largest tech companies in the world um, have different approaches to gaming. And Amazon's approach uh, is... We already have server farms across the world, including a very large concentration in the United States. Let's leverage them. Let's go install some games on them and then stream it to a person to play just like Stadia does, just like everybody else. When you... When you go to a website hosted on Amazon, they're streaming the web page to you. I know that seems ins insanely simple, but that's all the Chrome browser and the Firefox browser is. It's a streaming window that happens to be sending you code to load, but that's effectively what it is. So the concept that you could just stream a game is not that crazy. What is crazy is doing it quickly, letting it respond to your inputs, and getting it to you fast. Uh, and then sending that those inputs back. So yes, the tech is insanely complicated, but at, at its core, it's not that much different than just about any other streaming service that we have. So for Luna, the the benefit that they had entering the market is the AWS cloud. The fact that there are already millions of servers. AWS is the number one cloud platform out there uh, with Azure and Google Cloud Platform coming second and third or, or vice versa. So they already had the market share, something like 60 to 70% of websites um, that are hosted on a cloud platform are hosted on AWS. So they have the infrastructure. The mistake that they have made, in my opinion, is that they have spent too long in a US-only beta. There is no reason that Stadia could launch in what was absolutely a beta form. Let's make no bones about it. Stadia was in beta for its first year, even if they never said it. There's no reason that Stadia could launch in 22 countries 
and Luna could only launch in one. Now, there's a lot of licensing and deals and all these kind of things that you have to work out, but Stadia is already up to 30-plus countries. Luna is still at one, and Luna has been out in the wild for four months now, five months now. Quite a long time, yeah. Yeah, so there's no reason for them to still be in a U.S.-only beta unless, and I say that as a consumer, I am absolutely certain there are people over there making a lot more money than me who have made the decision that they can't launch yet in Canada or the UK or Australia or wherever. And that's fine. They have their reasons. They know why it is. But I don't know what those reasons are. I can't conjecture them. And on a technical level, there are AWS servers in every country on the planet, say Vatican City, and I bet Vatican City has one too. So there's <laughs> there's no reason for there not to be amazon luna in other countries there has to be some technological reason which seems unlikely or business reason contracting regulations approvals that they haven't gotten yet that is causing that hold up that's the number one thing they need to do is simply get it into more hands that's what all of these people need to do you have to get the cloud into more people's hands or people will never adopt this technology when sega rolled out the genesis Way back in the huh, huh. Caleb, you probably weren't even born yet. Nope. Way back in the day, uh, when Sega rolled out the Genesis, they rolled it out by getting by putting it into gamers' hands at colleges and having them hook them up in their dorms and take them to the to the the student unions and put them on the TVs and just putting the controller in human beings' hands. That's exactly what Luna needs to do in Stadia and all these other com- companies. And Luna can't do that if they're only in one country. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I think the, the, one of the other issues as well, uh, in regards to this too, is that they haven't got much communication. Um, they're not saying when it's coming out for other countries and stuff. I'm excited to try Luna because um, I've seen Ray play it sometimes and it seems pretty decent. Um, and I'm excited to try it as as a Stadia Source member as well to see how it kind of stacks up against it. Um, but the problem is, is they haven't they haven't released it anywhere. I mean, at least xCloud is now in quite a few countries um and they've got quite a good library uh, that, that works with xbox because game pass is absolutely nuts and one of the best deals in gaming but um and it, it is I, staying I, one of the best deals in gaming and not changing me, as of last night let me tell you <laughs> let me tell you what i think they're doing i think they're just watching because damn it didn't they look like a certain other cloud company when they first came out didn't the advertising kind of look like a other cloud platform that came out and then they you know and they they their launch was actually per, not as bad as what we got at launch and everybody bashing us everybody's like oh poor luna you know just wait until they just get up off and crawl and run you know we we were they were bashing us at the very beginning so i think they're just watching what we're doing and kind of taking notes and i I, because they i did get an email saying that they do have some features features are coming the features are coming but they don't promise or they don't date and see that's the thing what stadia used to do man stadia used to say you know this is coming this is coming this is coming this is coming and everybody's like well when 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 i'd like like to quickly say I'd like to quickly say, um, if anyone has questions for Avery, please put them in the chat now. We're going to get Ray to ask another question, and then we'll be selecting some of your questions. Uh, So, Ray, go ahead. Thank you. Thank you so much, Callum. 
Avery, besides cloud gaming, what else do you play? Uh, that is a great question, and I would have told you a few months ago that I was playing uh, on Game Pass. Uh, I on the PC side of it, um, I subscribed. So, so this summer, this past summer, I bought a competent PC. I've only ever had just really cheap, crappy laptops, and then Chromebooks and some other stuff. Um, but you can't play you can't play games on a Chromebook. <laughs> now you can, but you couldn't then. Um, and and so I would play um <laughs> majority of the things I played are just flash games on Congregate. Flash being dead now, you can't do that. Uh but then of course Stadia came along. And so this summer, uh, now that I had a, a PC that could actually handle it, I subscribed to Game Pass Ultimate. I installed a bunch of games. I started playing through uh, I, I wanted to play Fall Guys. I really I, I like the beans, they're adorable. Uh. Um and then I wanted to play, uh, I played Crackdown 3, which was really fun. Um, and I was wanting to play through like Pathfinder, Kingmaker, and uh, Pillars of Eternity, and, and a bunch of other games. Um, and, and then I just didn't. I just kept looking at the list of games I've installed from Steam uh, mm -hmm. and, and going, uh, and the games from Game Pass Ultimate and going, I'll just play on Stadium. I'll just, I'll just go back to Stadia. I'll just keep playing through Tomb Raider or whatever I was playing there because then I could play it. So the the competent PC is in here. So if I want to go to my living room and play or if I want to lay in bed and play or, you know, sit on the john, it, not really, but you, you can't do that when the competent PC is in your, is in your office. So I, uh, I would like to say I play on other platforms, but I really don't. Wow. I just play on Stadia. Now I did give Luna a try. I'm subscribed to it. I'm in the beta. Mm -hmm. I'm subscribed to it. I actually did a, uh, uh, I did an unboxing of Luna as a members only video on our channel since the public channel only really covers Stadia. Right. Um, but I did a, uh, uh, an unboxing of it. I played it. And it was fine. It worked just great. Didn't right. have any latency issues. Didn't have any loading issues. You know, user interface is fine. Hey, they got a search bar. Good for you, Luna. Uh, the game selection is fantastic. It's a lot, a lot different of a game selection than on the uh, 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 than on the Stadia side, uh, and even on the Game Pass side. It shares a little bit more with Game Pass than anything else. Uh, but I played it for an hour on my channel, okay. and I've never logged into it again. <laughs> I well, shout, shout out to you because we I remember you were on a show and you mentioned Crackdown, and so when I, I was like, you know what? I went as soon as I, I downloaded it and I played it because I and I, I was like, and then my son took over and yeah. took it away from me. But um, and then as far as Luna, they did reach out to the sideboard. And um, yeah, we know that. That, know. that is that is the thing that the the and and y'all, I sparked something on my Twitter feed. Uh, last <laughs> yeah, week you because yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. The Luna team. <laughs> there, there are obviously very different approaches to the public um, uh, acquisition is not the right word that I want, but but the 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 adoption uh, of the public into these teams and the way that the teams are wanting to drive them. Stadia is saying our best way to do this is to get million sub content creators to play on Stadia with crowd play and crowd choice because those are obviously engaging features. If you want to play with them, you have to click the button. Oh, then you got to sign up for Stadia. Oh, here's your Stadia pre-trial and all that kind of stuff works just fine. So that's a very obvious way to build their team. Great. The Luna team is going grassroots. The Luna team is, you know, if if Stadia is taking the 
<laughs> if Stady is taking the 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 Democratic establishment route, then uh, then Luna is taking the Bernie Sanders route. Uh, yes. You know, they're they're saying let's go to the creators, let's go to the local community, and let's drive adoption there and build and build and build up. I don't. I think that a mix of both is appropriate. I but agree. To me, the way that I look at this is, yes, you can cut a check to somebody who has a million subs today and they will play your game today for the contractually required hour and then they will go back to Fortnite because we don't have it on Stadia. They will go back to Call of Duty because we don't have it. They'll go back to Among Us because we don't have it despite the fact that it's basically a Flash game. Come on, Stadia. So they're going to take your contractually obligated money and they're going to stream for the hour and they're going to move on. But if you invest today in a creator who then says, I love this platform. This platform is amazing. And they sponsor me. They had my back when I started this stuff out. Then five years from now, when Luna and and Stadia and whatever Apple does, because they're going to do this, let's be clear. And whatever, <laughs> if Facebook ever actually gets their, their handle on this, when they are at the table fully and fully um, wanting to get attention, the creators that Stadia or Luna or whoever invested in five years ago would hopefully with that investment and promotion be at the six and seven figure subscriber mark. And this is their day job now because they can. And the only thing they're streaming is Stadia or Luna because those are the, 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 the platforms that had their back they're the ones that showed them. They're that's that's buying the house for somebody or or you know buying them a car cuz you see them walk to work every day. That's that story on Reddit, you know, but turned into ma- major corporate investment. It's 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 venture capitalism at its finest. Invest in the little guy, get them big and they will then generate revenue for you. That's the path I think these guys should be taking. And Luna seems to be willing to do that. GeForce Now also seems to be willing to do yes, that. I've had I've is. had outreach from the GeForce yes. Now team. I had to turn them yeah. down because I don't stream on anything else and I don't have my right. own channel. And I don't right. want to have... I, let me be clear, everybody, because people have asked me this before. And I'll explain it right here on this channel. I'm never going to have my own channel. And the reason is I would do this for hours. And you guys would be like, <laughs> no, stop. Just let somebody else. So that's why I'm not going to have my own channel is because I would, that Twitter thing that happened this week would happen in video. And I would be the guy on the stream yard being like, look, look folks, this is what, okay. I see you in the chat talking about this, but the, look, freedom this of speech. Freedom I, don't of speech. I don't want to do that. You so, have the freedom to express yourself. I, I would do, like to say, but it would be a lot. It would be a lot. So that's why I don't have my own channel. But if I did, GeForce Now would totally back me on that. And that's the kind of thing that you that I want to see these platforms doing. Both approaches might work. Sometimes the big check that somebody cuts handles the business. Sometimes the little checks really do it. And that's why I think there's that's what that's what I think. That's what I think. Okay. Uh, if you want to invest in the little man, please support Patreon at patreon.com. <laughs> <laughs> and hit that thumbs up button down below because the YouTube yeah. algorithm like and it. the bell. Yeah, the YouTube algorithm hates us. Find out why. Um, <laughs> we've got the gaming CPA saying, "Don't bring up the John Source Pop Ray." <laughs> <laughs> um, but I would like to ask Ray something quickly. Go for it. Would you like to pick a question out? And that question wins the first copy of Orange Cast. You have the power in your hands. I don't want to be picker. All right. It's your you know turn. What? I am. I'm, I got one. How? Are you, so I'm going to tell. I'm going to. I'm going to surprise. 
How are you so good at talking? Are you just a very social person? Uh, the Legend <laughs> 21 TTV, uh, aka sweet. Ariel. All right, if you message me on at EXP Games, um, we'll get that code sent to you. But uh, Avery, how would you respond to this? Uh, y'all, I don't talk so good if y'all didn't recognize me. So, <laughs> I am. Let, let's take you back. Let's take you back. I was born Ooh. in a little town called Lenore City, Tennessee, right outside of Knoxville, uh, at the foothills of the Smoky Mountains. Uh, and I come from a dirt poor family. My father was a garbage truck driver. My mother was a waitress at a truck stop. I am making none of this up. This is my this is my life history. I have more family members that didn't make it out of high school without a baby or a drug charge than anybody I know. Okay, so I had to fight real hard not to be this guy, and so I have been in. Uh, I was a theater uh, person. I was a, a, sing, a music person. I was a music major in college um, and then a theater minor. Uh, and that's who I've been forever. So being a public speaker and a, and a person who uh, can talk a lot and extemporize a lot has always been in my wheelhouse. But also I've been in customer service for a very long time. And in customer service, the best people for a customer service role are people who can talk to another person without the conversation being stilted or stunted. There's a phrase in uh, that, that I learned a long time ago, which is called uh, saying the wise and uh, saying the what's and why's. What are you doing and why are you doing it? And and being able to work through, you know, I, I work for T-Mobile. I'm having to add and remove data plans for people, but talking about okay, and right now I'm actually going to go ahead and, uh, and take a look at your billing. And what I'm looking at here is I'm I'm actually analyzing your last three months usage because if I can find a trend there, I might be able to save you some money. Saying the what and saying the why. And just getting used to talking and talking consistently <laughs> on at a, at a this sounds silly, but in a customer service role, you don't want dead air. You don't want to have silence. The yeah. silence is an opportunity for them to be mad or yell at you or the filling the silence prevents that from happening. We we used to look at waveforms of our customer service calls because the waveforms, you know, <laughs> would tell you where the dead zones were. And so they'd pull up somebody else's waveform and it would be like, Lana. But enough. Those of you who are listening to the podcast version, not seeing the YouTube, have no idea what I'm doing. I'm just wiggling my finger in there. But if you look at my waveform, it's just the entire way through, like no dead zones, no nothing, uh, because I'm used to filling the silence. Um, so that's that is it. I've been I've been in a speaking or public speaking role for almost 20 years now. Uh, I was a minister for a while. <laughs> I was a music minister for a while. I have a very weird history. Um, one of these days I'll share it, but uh, <laughs> I have a very weird history. So I was a music minister for almost 10 years and you have to be able to speak from the pulpit and, and speak from the stage. Um, I was a medieval reenactor for a, uh, for about 10 years. And uh, in that one, my primary uh, role that I did there was I, I taught. I taught classes on medieval games and uh, medieval heraldry. And then I did field heraldry. Think of uh, the Paul Bettany role in A Knight's Tale where he's like, my lords and my ladies, on my Dexter, he comes from the West. I did that every weekend for 10 years. Bloody so, hell. Wow. Uh, so that is that is how I am so good at speaking. Uh, and, and, uh, and I am a very social person. That I got I got I got some questions lined up for you. I got another one. This is from Chris. Question for Avery. If Stadia didn't exist, 
what would you be doing with your life in this pandemic? That's a pretty good question, actually. That's a, that's that's a, that's a pretty good great, one. It's a great that question. Tough. On the social side, I really don't know what I'd be doing. I'd probably be trying to suffer through the concept of digital Zoom rehearsals in the choir. Uh, I'm not interested in that. I love you guys. If for none of you will watch this because none of you follow me on Twitter because you're all Facebook people, but um, they. Uh, <laughs> I don't really know. On the gaming side, I actually owned a Switch, and I really, I, I loved the Switch. I, I Super Mario Odyssey um, is one of my favorite games of all time. Breath of the Wild is one of my favorite games of all time. I loved the Switch. Then came Stadia, and for about seven months, my Switch gathered dust, so I sold it at the end of last year. But uh, I'd just be playing. If Stadia didn't happen, I'd just be playing on the Switch every day, I guess. Well, all right. I got another question for you, Avery. This is from my good friend, William, from Stadia Pro Gaming. Avery, what are your thoughts on Stadia's integration to the Google's TV slash Android TV and the fact it's coming to TVs? This is the number one most important thing that Stadia or any other uh, gaming platform can do. You have to get into people's living rooms. I've said this a thousand times and I'll say it again. The way that you convince somebody to fall in love with Stadia is by having them play Stadia. It's the only way. That is the only way anybody will ever be convinced that Stadia actually does what it's supposed to do. I might be pre, pre-giving my answer to, to the question in the next hour on Clubbers. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but that is the way you have to do it. So obviously, the fewer impediments to that process that you can create will be the... Uh, will 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 increase will, will increase the chances that somebody will actually adopt this platform. Right now, if you think about it, gaming on any other platform is actually pretty difficult. If you want to game on Xbox, number one, if you want to game on the latest version of the Xbox, you have to find one. Good luck. Stock is increasing, but you got to find one. Okay, so you know, back in the day when the Wii came out, I did the three a.m. in line at GameStop thing. Uh, oh, <laughs> so. You know, that is a thing. Then you got to take it home. You got to unbox it. Great. You got to hook it up to your TV. Oh, did I put it in the right thing? No, that's input one. You got to put on input two. Wait, we don't have enough HDMI things. Well, now I got to go to splitter. Okay, I got a splitter, but now I have that little tiny remote for my splitter so that I can hook up the 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 cable box plus the thing. And I got the TiVo. Okay, now it's on input two. Great. Now it's on input. Okay, let me, I got to pair the controller. Hold on. Let me, okay, I've got the controller paired up. That looks good. Wait a minute. Why does this look so weird? Oh, it's not on game mode. Let me switch to game mode. Okay, great. Now I'm on game mode. Now what do I do? I got to buy games. Okay, I can actually, I can download them out of the store, I guess. Let me download a few games out of the store. Four hours? What? Okay, I guess I'm going to wait four hours for this game to download. It's only a 700 megabytes. Why is it taking so long? Okay, now that's downloaded. Okay, great. Now I've got my controller. Now I've got the game. Now I can actually play. Or with cloud <laughs> gaming, I can be right here. Go to stadia.google.com. Oh, Baldur's Gate 3. Play. Done. That's it. Like, that's it. That's, that's it. But that is not the place where most people are playing where when I say most people other than PC gamers, where most people are playing their games, they're playing it on the TV at home. So they're used to going through all that hassle and setting the box up and and that's fine. But state didn't have a box. Luna doesn't have a box. GeForce now doesn't have a box. They don't have these things. And so you have to give them some other mechanism to do it. Well, Stadia's got the, the dongle. They've got the Chromecast. Luna's got the fire stick. GeForce now has the NVIDIA shield. 
It's still set up that you have to go through. So you have to go to the Chromecast. Okay, so I've got my new Chromecast. I'm going to hook it to the back of the TV. Oh, it's saying I've got to pair the code. Let me get my phone. I'm going to download the Google Home app. Okay, now I have the Google Home app. Now i got to put in the Chromecast code. Do, 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 do. Okay, it says it's pairing. Okay, now it's setting up. It's pairing up with the thing. Okay, now what do I do? I want to play Stadia. Okay, let me get the Stadia. you got to do all that stuff. And again, you're five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten steps away from being able to play the game. If you are flipping through the channels with your remote anyways, and you scroll past Netflix, Hulu, Stadia, Wait a minute, I can play video games on my TV? What is that? Click. Boom. You've released, you've you've eliminated all of those extra steps of having to have an extra thing to make that work. Now, yes, you gotta have a controller of some nature to make that work. So, you know, I, I believe that, you know, it, 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 a person that already has a PlayStation or an Xbox or Switch will be more inclined to be able to use the TV version of these things. Nobody's gonna open that Stadia app and go, oh, you gotta have a Stadia controller. Get one delivered in 14 days. No, nah, nah, it's not gonna work. Luna is in a much better position for that because the Fire Stick can say, oh, you wanna play? We'll deliver you a controller in the next two hours. Like that, that's different. That's going to change the game. But having this on your TV is the next best step to eliminating all of those other half hassles and simply making it discoverable. Unless you happen to watch YouTube all the time, which millions or billions of people do, you probably might not even know that Stadia exists. You surely don't know that Luna exists. I'm sorry, but you just don't. And so there's, there's, Having it on the TV you're already watching, that's the thing that's going to clue people in to the fact that it's a thing and it's going to drive the ecosystem forward. It seems kind of nuts as well because they have the plan, don't they, that if you if you watch a trailer for a game that's on Stadia and you want to play it, you can just uh, some adverts might come up and you can just press buy, play, done. You're in the game. You don't have to worry about downloading 60 gigs. Um, if In the cases of Call of Duty recently, uh, 200 gigs. Uh, my dad actually had to re-download Warzone to play a game with his friend, and it was 217 gigs. It's crazy. That's it's insane. Crazy. It's insane. Avery, ready for another question? Absolutely. Okay, I got my good friend Holtz. How much of that dead zone wave was general <laughs> chat versus sales, as I wouldn't stop chatting? Uh, you know, they, they actually, the, they say that you're not supposed to, you're not supposed to have personal conversations with the people on the other side of the phone. I, I work in a, in a B2B environment now, so you can really get away with that. I know some of, some of the folks that I talk to are big Disney fans and we chat about Marvel and we chat about other stuff. Um, but in like a sales environment or real time environment, you're really not supposed to, um, we would listen to examples of other calls for what not to do. So I'm going to, I'm going to tell you two humorous stories from that. There's, uh, we found that a lot of customer service people really, really enjoy their Mexican cheeses because the way that they would fill some of that dead air was they go, okay, mm so here's what's happening. Okay, so, okay, so here's what's going on. Uh, so, so a lot of salespeople really like their Mexican cheeses. Uh, the other one is, uh, we, we listened to this call of this young lady who you could just see the waveform just, just flatline. And then after a second, her boss must have said, you can't have dead air in the background because you hear her go, I like sea turtles. <laughs> I'm like, that's not relevant to that. No, why? So uh, for me, uh, a lot of it is you, you try to be relevant. Um, if, if you're in a sales environment, what they want you to do is talk about the product, which is really difficult to do and not sound like you're selling something to a person. But you know, if you're on the phone with T-Mobile and you're noticing they got data plans, you can say, 
Yeah, it actually looks like you're getting a lot of good use out of your data plan. Have you been watching any, uh, do, do you do Netflix? Do you do Hulu? Have you been using those services on your phone? And get them to talk about why they like their phone and what they're doing on their phone. And that's kind of how you fill that dead air. Uh, tips for you, if any of you are in, in sales and you want some of these uh, handy dandy quality tips. Um, and, and but, it, but it is always about keeping it relevant and bringing it back to the, the, the product at hand. The other challenge with that is if it's a, it's a function called call control. I actually taught classes on this. Um, you have to control your sales call uh, because if they control the call, you don't make the sale. And and I have had, uh, I've listened to calls as a manager where that person, I'm wondering how this call has possibly lasted 20 minutes. And so I skip ahead 10 minutes and I'm hearing step four of their grandmother's chili recipe. I'm like, <laughs> no, that is not what we're doing here. Sorry, love you, no. Yeah. So yeah, that is that is what uh, holds it. I hope that, that answers your question. All right. Okay. Uh, oh, oh. Uh, I was just going to quickly ask. Um, so, anyone who's followed by Twitter um, has known that for a while I've been writing an article about Stadia communities, um, and it's still going. It's still ongoing. I'm I'm trying to word it in a way that doesn't offend anyone who is my Stadia supporters. Um, but basically, there is an overall theme. I don't know if whether it's because I'm in an echo chamber or if because this is a general thing. It seems there's a lot of Stadia community members. Um, who are very predatory in their in their actions uh, against people who don't like Stadia and stuff. Some people are not just gonna like Stadia. That's just how it goes. I don't like. I don't really like the Nintendo Switch, to be honest. Um, and that's just my I'm opinion. Dead. I'm done here. I gotta go. Bye. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll speed up a little bit. But um, what's your opinion on on the Stadia community and and some of these negative people? Uh, you want to get me in trouble, don't you? No, yes, uh, that's the whole so, point. <laughs> so I have made no bones about it on, on my Twitter feed. Uh, I am not, I didn't start out in this community. Somehow I have gotten to the point where people are inviting me to speak on their podcasts. I don't know how that happens, but somehow I have become a figure in this community, which is great. I feel honored. I, I, I feel I'm humbled by the fact that people actually consider my opinion worth listening to. And so, I think I've been in it long enough now that I can have opinions on this. And I've shared those opinions on Twitter and not always to very great, uh, to, to great acclaim, but Hey, I'm on your show now and I can say whatever I want. So oh, yeah. Talk, yeah, let's talk about this. Um, <laughs> there, there is a persistent and prevailing pervasive uh, sentiment in some corners of the community that stadia, it's it is for lack of a better term and i don't take i don't use this lightly because um mental health is a is a genuine concern but there's a bipolar disorder happening there's a, there's a manic depressive um uh disorder that happens in our community in some corners of the community where uh on on day one stadia comes out with a big announcement and it's amazing and stadia is the best thing that was ever created and the world is glorious and golden and then two days later we haven't heard anything else from stadia and by god everything's terrible or a or or a uh, a a trailer comes out and it doesn't have a stadia logo despite the fact that we all saw the leak and we know they paid 10 million dollars for it that we're not that that for whatever reason resident evil didn't have it. so now stadia is the worst thing ever and we're disappointed by stadia and it's terrible and they're awful guys it none of it matters not a 
bit of it matters. The, if if Stadia shut down tomorrow, that would be real sad. And some of us would be out a few hundred bucks. We bought controllers, we bought games, whatever else. But our lives would go on. Having Stadia or not having Stadia doesn't change your ability to get the vaccine. Like <laughs> your day job, there's not a soul in the community right now who is making a day job off of Stadia. Uh, we're, we all want to get there. Sonny's probably the closest. God bless you, brother. Um, he's the only one to break the five-digit mark. Stadia Cast will be there by the spring. But for the rest of us, nobody's making a day job out of Stadia. And so it's not that big of a deal. If we don't get the logo on a trailer, that won't stop the game from coming out on the platform if it was going to ever come out on the platform. If it, we will never know how many hard drives of dev kits in the cloud have Stadia games on them right now. We will never be told that. They're not going to share that with us. We've been given some estimates, four to 500 games, according to Jack Buser from last fall. So we know that hundreds of games are coming to Stadia. So calm it the hell down, <laughs> honestly. But, and then what, yeah. what compounds on top of that is there are people in the community. God bless you. I love this community. Some of my best friends that I have right now are in this community. I love I, I, I get to spend hours every week with some of the most fascinating and amazing people that I know doing videos like this. And it's amazing. But there are some people in this community who believe it is their God-given duty to viciously assault anyone who so happens to have a negative opinion about Stadia. And heaven help you if you're a journalist. Heaven help you if you write for The Purge or IGN or anybody else, Gizmodo, and you say something wrong about Stadia, whether it's factually inaccurate or just negative. You are going to be viciously and verbally assaulted on Twitter, of course, because nobody would say this to their real faces, despite the fact that I've had some of these people on my own damn podcast. So, And, and I have more of them to come. So, no, no. Your life is not improved by that behavior. Their life is not improved by that behavior. Stadia is not improved by that behavior. And you are never going to convince another person that they are wrong by telling them so. That is not how that works. When Elise Stanley, who is a wonderful journalist at Gizmodo and who will be on our podcast here in the next couple of months, we're just working on timing. When she posted her article about cyberpunk that had a couple of factual inaccuracies in it, the reaction that she got, the vitriol that she got on Twitter, not from other people going <laughs> Stadia, but from Stadia players, people with the founder's sparkle beside their name, went after her, calling her names viciously assaulted claiming she was no journalist telling her what a terrible job she was doing because she i think she got like the 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 release date wrong or some some stupid little oh the the fps or whatever else something completely unimportant that she got wrong and they went after her with a fury and then she updated her article because there were some inaccuracies in it. And the triumph, the joy, the celebration, we did it. We did it. We beat her into submission and she fixed it. No, you didn't. She's Wasn't a it good and a professional. 
Google reached out to her with a clarification. You didn't do anything browbeating her on Twitter. So I'm here to say, cut it the bleep out. You don't make us look better by having that behavior or having that mindset. If that is who you are on Twitter, unfollow me now. I don't need to see your stuff. I probably muted or blocked you already. Don't be a garbage person. That is garbage behavior. Don't be a garbage person. I think um, I think that's a, a pretty good place to sort of wrap it up a little bit. Um, you heard it here. For, I've, been, I've been vocal about my disappointment in some of the Stadia community people. Um, and I, I will have no shame of it. Uh, I don't hate anyone, but um, they're getting close to that. <laughs> but, um, but and I will. I and let me let me be clear because I don't want anybody in the community who feels that I just specifically targeted them to feel specifically targeted, even though I probably did. Say their name. <laughs> no, I don't hate anybody in our community. There's not a single person in this community that that I hate. There are. Uh, we all have people that we like better than others. I I love everyone equally, and I love some people more than others. But I don't like the behavior, and I will not not call you out on the behavior if I see the behavior. That doesn't mean I don't like you as a person, but I will call out your bad behavior because your bad behavior hurts us all. We are a very small island. I've said this before, too, and I don't care who thinks I'm bashing us. We're a very small island. We got a bunch of people on it who are very loud, but that does not make it a big island, and we are in the middle of a big ocean by ourselves. And all we need is for the people who might want to join us on this island to approach on the helicopter and notice the things on fire and turn that helicopter right back around. <laughs> That's all we need to shut all this down and make sure that none of us have anybody showing up for our shows. So cut it out. Brilliant. Yeah, um, everyone, quickly, if you want a chance to win the second copy of Orange Cast, please go ahead and subscribe as quickly as possible and turn on that bell, all right? When I started YouTube like a couple of years ago, that bell didn't exist, and now it does. So turn that shit on. All right, um, <laughs> Avery, where can people find you? If you want to see my rantings on Twitter, head over to at Charm City A. It's right there at Charm City A on Twitter because I live in Charm City and my first initial is A. Uh, I am also a part, as you know, of the Stadia Source team. I host the Stadia Source Roundtable podcast live Thursday nights, 5 p.m. Eastern, 10 p.m. GMT. Uh, where you can see us with amazing, fantastic, and stellar guests every single day of the week, or every single uh, Thursday of the week. And I'm, I was uh, quickly jumping over into my list uh, so that I could actually surprise people and tell them right now who are watching. And this fr uh, Thursday's guest, the, the those of you who are watching now will hear it here first, is Michael Jagno from Android Central. I'm sorry, David Jagno. I just combined Michael and David. David Jagno from uh, Android Central will be our guest this week, so it's going to be a fantastic show. Awesome. Um, you can also catch me on Sundays, uh, Charm City's Community Playground, uh, so I'll be live tomorrow at 1 p.m. Eastern, and next Sunday is the last Sunday of every month. It's the debut of the Stadia Game Show show with real cash prizes and audience members get to join us live and play on air it's going to be so fun our first game wheel of fortune so the first game show is coming up in just eight days amazing avery you now have the choice and the power to give one person a copy of orange cast on steam who is that choice oh that's tough we're gonna say looking in the chat we're going to give that one to why is my waveform so bouncy, Mr. Holtz or Ms. Holtz. I can't really tell because the picture's too small. So Holtz. <laughs> it's Mr. Holtz. 
Awesome. You can message me at, at EXB Games. Uh, you can see the little Twitter thing there on my picture, uh, and we'll get that copy sent to you. Yeah, he's pointing at it. He's pointing at it. Um, Ray, yes. what was your oh, closing sorry. note? Uh, speaking of Holtz, uh, he was asking, why is it Tusha Show? It's the Stadia Game Show show. We're playing game shows based on Stadia, like Wheel of Fortune, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, Jeopardy, Family Feud. So it's the Stadia Game Show show. <laughs> there we go. We've got some clarification there. Uh, Ray, where can people find you, my co-host? I am Ray3473. I am the gaming sideboard. Twitter. Just go on Twitter. Uh, I post when I stream. I stream. I do a podcast. I'm actually, I work with the Stadia Bash community and we got a, I'm working with one of your uh, people that work with you, Avery Anthony. And I'm working your with a favorite cowboy. Yep. Yep. The cowboy. It's uh, the cyborg versus the cowboy with William as the moderator referee between us. Uh, we're debuting that uh, Monday, the 25th. So just look on Twitter. I post what I'm going to be doing. Awesome. And, awesome. and also catch Ray and myself. Uh, I forgot to mention, and sorry to jump into your after there. Uh, <laughs> no, it's every, uh, every Saturday at 1 PM, we also, uh, I, I am one of the panelists in a show called cloud burst on the stadia rocks channel. It's a deep dive discussion into one major question every week. Um, and this week, um, our, our good friend, Adam, our good friend rock um, is going to be out. So I will be hosting the show and one of our guest panelists for the show is your very own gaming cyborg, Mr. Ray3473. So that is coming up next on the Stadia Rocks channel. Search for Stadia Rocks, R-O-K-K-S, on YouTube. And that show is coming up here in just 20 minutes. Uh, obviously, guys, I did not get an invitation. Uh, I'm very disappointed. <laughs> I try so hard. It's, it's, a, it's a cameras on show, man. I'm just saying. Uh, uh, no. Yeah, you gotta show your face. <laughs> but, um, you gotta show your face. Thank you, Avery, for coming on the show. You're always welcome here. Uh, we're happy to have you. Um, I would like to say, remember, everyone, February 2nd is when the special offer on Patreon ends. You get a personalized dedication, and I will say your name in every podcast as long as your patronage is helping me out. So if you want to support the show, if you want to show Ray some love, right, uh, go do an Amazon Luna and support the show. Um, we, we would happily, and there's a, there's a bunch of other rewards as well: one-to-one -one video chats, ad-free episodes, early editorials for my website, yeah. bunch of awesome stuff. Um, but yeah, thank you all for coming on. Thank you all for watching. Uh, as I say, Avery, you're allowed on at any time. Ray, you are the co-host, so you're always on with me. But uh, today's funny joke is: never open your wings because humans don't have them. Take care, everyone, and thank you for watching the show.